there's a humility in wanting to help serve others. If you have a great product and you believe in your product, then you want to serve others by giving them your service and, and giving them the best possible product that you can um, because you believe in it and it's authentic. Um, and so I think there's this really cool thought about humility there, about having the humility to recognize that your customer is the hero, your client is the they're the star. You exist to serve them. You exist to make them rock stars, to make them successful. It's really cool. I think there is a temptation to think you're the hero or, or think that you know I'm the hero or I'm the center of the, of the universe. And I think successful businesses and successful brands put their customer at the center of the universe. Are you a follower of Jesus that feels called to expand the kingdom of God through building and growing successful businesses? If that's you, then welcome to the Kingdom Capitalist Show that interviews amazing Christians using their business and money-making abilities to expand God's kingdom all over the globe. I'm your host, Ellis Hammond, and welcome to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Kingdom Capitalist Show. I'm your host, Ellis Hammond, and today we have a really, really powerful guest. We're going to be talking about this idea of story and how uh, being able to create a framework around story in your business. It's, it's not just your brand, but what is the story behind your brand? And so uh, we have a powerful storyteller and he's using a kind of a really unique way inside of his business to tell the stories of other business owners, uh, entrepreneurs. And so really, really excited to uh, be able to introduce our guest to you. But before I do that, um, I told you last week, we have created a 12-day devotional for entrepreneurs and for business owners. Uh, this is a devotional that's by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Uh, a lot of the people who've written um, these 12 days are guests on this show. And so I'm just, this is from the heart. Like this is uh, to be able to encourage you uh, to to do your best work for God and to really see that God is uh, in the business or like, yeah, he's in the business of redemption in the marketplace. And so um, I have, I'm so, so excited to be able to to share this resource with you. And so kingdomcapitalist.co forward slash bonuses. Uh, we're going to start putting a bunch of good resources on there. And that's our first one, this, this 12 day devotional. So make sure you head there after the show, uh, kingdomcapitalist.co forward slash bonuses, grab that devotional. Let me know what you think of it. Uh, we've got incredible, you know, just some of our, I mean, as you know, our guests are amazing and they have written devotionals for entrepreneurs, uh, the things that they have journeyed through. And so I hope to hope to be able to get that into your hands. So, without further ado, uh, let me introduce our uh, our guest today. It's his name is William Warren. He is the CEO of a company called Sketch Effect, and I'm going to let him talk a little bit more about what Sketch Effect is. But essentially, they um, are using sketches to tell stories in a, in a very unique and creative way. Uh, that's really creating the the, the visual with the, with the uh, I guess with the audio, you might say, William. Um, let me, I'm, I don't know if I'm gonna do a great job introducing this. Let me just welcome you to the show, man, uh, first, and then we can talk about your business. How are you, brother? Awesome. Thanks, Alice. I'm doing good. I appreciate the opportunity to chat with you and share with your listeners. And um, I love the idea of this podcast. I think there is a, there should be a good intersection of, uh, of biblical values and great business. And I think yeah. people that um, can do both, man, I just have a lot of respect for them. So 
Um, <laughs> it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to chat with you. Um, yeah, yeah. It's not easy to do this, to do both. Now we just had a long conversation earlier today with another one, and so uh, a business owner like yourself who's who's really wrestling with this idea of fate, the intersection of this. And so, man, I'm so excited to be able to share your story and the way God is using you. And because I know your faith journey has been such a massive part of, um, of your business and, and your passion. And so uh, tell us a little bit. So where are you in the world, first of all? So we are in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Um, that's our, our home base. We have team members across the country, um, but I am currently living and working in Atlanta, Got it. And so uh, we're going to we're going to talk about uh, William's story of sketch effect today and kind of um, how he uh, transitioned out of a very familiar company. Our audience is going to uh, is going to recognize and then to how he started pursuing his passion. And so tell us first, though, a little bit like what is the vision of sketch effect and what are you guys doing there in the Atlanta area? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, it's a great story when I'm, I love telling. Uh, but the sketch effect, we are a visual communications company. And what that means is we use the principles of visuals, whether it's animation, illustration, live sketching, graphic design. We use the principles of visuals to help our clients communicate their ideas more effectively. Um, that manifests itself as two products that we offer. The first one is um, animation. So I'm sure you and your listeners have seen a whiteboard video mm-hmm. or an explainer video or a motion graphics video. Well, we make those. Uh, in-house in our studio here in Atlanta. And the second product or service is what we call live sketching. It goes by a handful of names, uh, graphic recording or sketch notes or visual note-taking or visual facilitation. But in essence, live sketching is where we attend a meeting. Typically, it's like a corporate meeting, like a board meeting or an off-site retreat or a, or a, or a department summit. But we attend a meeting and we're physically present in the room. And while people are sharing or discussing or communicating ideas, we are there sketching them out in real time. Hmm. So we're creating visuals in real time, uh, drawings, sketches of the content. It's really colorful. It's really fun. There's, there's fun drawings on it. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, our mission is to make ideas understandable and actionable. So we want people to not only comprehend what they're learning at a conference or comprehend what they're learning through a video, but also then to take action. So what is that you know, what is that uh, end result? What is that action that people want their audiences to take? So yeah, I love that man. I've been in business now for just over six years and learned a lot, still learning, making mistakes all the time and just trying to get better every day and uh, having a lot of fun. Yeah, that's so cool. So uh, just so our audience knows, we're going to talk about this idea of framework and stories and um you know, you should definitely go check out Sketch Effect and some of their work uh, and see some of the companies they work with. But we're also just going to say like, how does this, uh, I mean, he's an, William, that's what he does for a living. He helps businesses really create a story. So we're going to talk about that today. But um, uh, wait, before we get into your story and you know how this came about, man, I just would love to pray for us and ask God to really bless our time. If that's okay with you. Sure. Uh, God, thank you so, so much again for conversations like this with men like William who um, are really bringing light to the marketplace and uh I think more importantly, honoring you and reflecting you and being able to help businesses uh, tell their story that are really bringing value to people. And so I'm just thankful for his work and the way that it reflects you. And um, and even just, like I, I know he provides an excellent service and product. And so um, 
just the way that that reflection. So just so excited to be able to share this story and I pray that it would bless our audience. And um, this idea of storytelling might really resonate with this and it would really help us share our own stories and maybe more importantly, share your story, the greatest story uh, that we have in knowing Christ. And so we love you. We praise you in Christ's name. Amen. All right, man. So sketch effect. So this actually started when you were working for another company. Is that correct? It did. Yeah, it was it was birthed out of my uh, experience, in my previous uh, previous job. Yeah. OK, so where were you working? Let's let's get into it, man. Yeah. So rewinding back uh, six or seven, eight years ago, um, I was working at Chick-fil-A Corporate, which is based here in Atlanta um, in the marketing department. And uh, specifically, I was working on digital marketing, uh, email marketing, social media marketing, um, things like that. And uh, I'm sure your listeners will agree that Chick-fil-A is just an awesome brand. They have a great product, yeah. uh, really great culture. And, um, and I loved it. I, I, it was sort of like my business boot camp. Um, I never uh, took a business, never had a business class, never went to business school. But uh, my time there, it was, it was like in the trenches. I was learning about leadership and, and branding and, and value prop and, pricing and positioning and um, teamwork and collaboration, all these awesome things and uh, really just soaking it up. Um, at the same time, concurrently, I'm also a creative at heart. So ever since I was a little kid, really beginning in church, drawing on the back of bulletins, uh, I've always been an illustrator. I've always loved to draw and sketch and make cartoons and things like that. And so um, I have a master's degree in illustration and, um, considered pursuing children's book illustration or editorial illustration and then ended up just, you know, life kind of has twists and turns and I end up uh, in this um, marketing job at, at Chick-fil-A and uh, it was great. So, um, however, this, this creative part of my soul was really not being fully leveraged um, and that was fine for a while, but after six months, 12 months, two years, I realized this part of my soul needs to be out there. I need yeah. to be doing this thing that I was made to do. Yeah. Um, and so for fun, uh, as a creative outlet, I would sketch during meetings. So if my team was having a meeting, I would jump up on the whiteboard and grab some markers. And while our team was hatching out ideas, I would sketch the ideas on the whiteboard. Or if I had a presentation to give, I would sketch out my ideas in a little sketch pad, scan it in, and then put it into a PowerPoint presentation. That's awesome. And use that to supplement my slides. Um, or if uh, we had a big team meeting or a department meeting, I would maybe draw out the agenda. So for me, this was just a creative outlet, just a way for me to. And uh, I'm sure that stuck out, right? Like people are like, oh, wow, this is incredibly helpful. Or that, that probably even made you stand out. Yeah. And so that was the surprise. The surprise yeah. was that people really found value in it, not mm. just as like, oh, this is a cool novelty or this is a this is a fun thing you're doing. They actually saw real tangible marketplace value in this yeah. thing I was doing. Um, and essentially, it was helping the meetings be more effective, making them more engaging, making people latch onto the ideas more. And then also having uh, a visual takeaway, you know, instead of having just like a, a big dense stack of notes you could have a picture representing some of the ideas mm -hmm. and so um yeah it was really just this providential thing where all of a sudden people were asking me to do this event meeting 
live sketch thing for their meetings across departments. Um, my boss signed off on it, so I would go and you know hop across uh, to the different building or different department and sketch in their meeting. And then sure enough, people outside of the organization with, became interested and then they were willing to pay me to do it and buy me a flight and you know fly me out to places like Orlando or Dallas or DC and, and do it. And, and so what, became, what was a hobby soon became a side hustle. And so I took PTO and went and did these gigs wow. for a few months. After a while, I realized there was really a lot of market demand for this type of visual communication. And I, I did some research and there were some other firms out there doing this type of work that were doing great work that I was really inspired by. And so um, after a few months of side hustle, uh, it made sense to take the plunge and to, and to leave, leave my job. And you know, not a lot of people leave Chick-fil-A corporate. It's like uh, heaven on earth in terms of <laughs> unlimited Chick-fil-A Free sauce. nuggets. <laughs> Free nuggets every day. Um, but you know, for me, that was the right thing to do uh, yeah. because um, I was, uh, and we can talk about this more later, but I, I felt like I was discovering my sweet spot. I was mm -hmm. discovering the intersection of uh, what I was made to do in terms of my talents and skills, then also what, was, what I was excited about passionate about and then also thirdly uh, what the market was demanding what the market wanted so yeah that was 2013 um, left Chick-fil-A and started Sketch Effect and it's been a wild exciting ride ever since I love that man there's so much in there I want to go back though to like you know you start doing this and people you know people start talking about it right like you you're just creating demand by essentially just providing something that you were already doing why do you think in particular kind of that method of storytelling caught such fire that you had to start taking PTO, you know, to go do this? Yeah, I think people are hungry to learn and process and think vis visually. I think it's, it's in our DNA as humans, but I also think that as society is becoming more and more digital and technical and connected, I think that um, people just want to see, they want to experience, they don't want to just be told, they don't want to just read things. Right. Um, that's why, uh, you know, social media that's image based is the most successful social media. That's why more and more news articles are not articles. They're just little video clips. That's why, um, you know, video and TV is so powerful is because there's something about seeing ideas. And, um, for us in the sketch effect, we are helping to, we're helping our clients, uh, we're helping them see their ideas, uh, you know, not just read it, not just be told what it is, but actually see it. Um, and so in terms of storytelling, there's just magic when you can see your story uh, in pictures and in illustrations and in color. It makes it a little bit more real, a little bit more tangible um, and, uh, and more exciting. So, yeah. Have you sketched your own business yet? Do you like have a, 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 a video for yours? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, we've made videos for our, ourselves. I mean, if you go to our website, we've got videos okay. all over, which it kind of like promotes our, our products and our services. But um, last, when we hit when we hit our five years in business, I did a sketch of our kind of business timeline, um, five years in business, and sort of recognizing some of the milestones, and um, that was a lot of fun. And and it, yeah, it, being the recipient of it, I was like, this is cool. I get why. Mm -hmm. I get why our clients are, are hiring us because it's fun to see your story. It's fun to see your ideas depicted yeah. in pictures. Um, How many really, illustrators do you have at this point on staff with you? Are you the only draw? Do you already have multiple people? 
We have a team, yeah. So uh, in house, we have um, we have three uh, illustrators in house. They're animators, illustrators, mm-hmm. uh, designers, and then we have um, about nine illustrators that are um, part of our Sketchfect network that are around the country. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, they're all super talented. They do great work, and it's uh, it's a lot of fun seeing seeing what they what they can do. So I, I want to jump into this because this is really powerful. I mean, you're essentially, you're an expert in telling, I mean, because you have to know what the story is intimately to be able to draw something about it. And so um, let's start there. And then, you know, I kind of want to, we're going to dive into more of your story and this idea of how you're intersecting your faith in this work as well too. But this framework of telling a story, which I think is going to be incredibly valuable for our listeners who are business owners, you know, and essentially like that's, I mean, that's sales, right? Is being able to tell your story that resonates with the people that you're trying to serve so they want to be a part of it. And so what do you have a framework that you work through kind of as you interact with each business? Like let's say you were onboarding Kingdom Capitalists, where would we start? Yeah. So the story framework is especially relevant for our video service. Um, for our, for our live event service where we attend meetings, it's, it's less about crafting the story, more about being an active listener and more mm-hmm. about, um, listening to what's being talked about in the room and then sort of creating a visual language around that. But for our video, uh, our video side, we definitely spend a lot of time thinking through story. Um, and it's really fun because a lot of our clients are, you know, these corporate corporate clients that some might consider to be boring or, or, or unexciting. And what we get to do is we get to breathe life into their story and tell it in a way that is exciting in a way that can get viewers excited about the idea. Um, so for us, we like the Donald Miller story brand framework. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it or familiar with Donald Miller, but um, it's a great framework. I think there's a few other versions of it out there, um, but it's all around this idea of the hero's journey. Um, it's all about this idea that uh, you have a hero and the hero is kind of in this status quo and the status quo is not good or not as good as it could be. And, um, and the hero goes off on a quest to try to, I don't know, correct the status quo. And so the, uh, according to this framework, the guide shows up and the guide offers the hero tools or solution or a roadmap. And it's up to the hero to decide if they're going to um, ignore the tools, ignore the advice and head to a, down a path of destruction or, uh, take the mentor's advice, take the guy's advice, and then go and find their happily ever after. And so, um, you know, you see this framework played out in movies like Star Wars or, um, you know, uh, Disney movies or The Hunger Games. And basically this framework is, is pretty common. Um, and if you read, if you read uh, Story Brand, but the actual book by Donald Miller, it, it, will, it kind of unpacks this in cinema and in, in, in movies and TV. But but it's really relevant for, um, for anyone, you know, all of us are on a quest. All of us want to, um, achieve something. All of us are in a status quo that is maybe not ideal. And so I think good businesses, they position themselves as the guide. They position themselves as the one who is offering advice, offering solutions, offering tools to the hero who is their customer Mm. and then leaving that to them to choose, uh, you know, whether they take the path towards destruction or the path to a, a happily ever after. And so we try to, we try to use that framework loosely with our client, 
um, video projects. Um, I say loosely because not everything can fit perfectly into it, but we try to find out, you know, who is the, who is the hero? Who's the target audience? How can you, the client, be the guide? Um, what is the solution? And then, of course, what is the, what is the happy ending? What, is, what does it look like um, on the other side um, after this uh, story is reaches, reaches its conclusion? So I really like that, especially the idea of like the customer is the hero and you're the guide. Because I think, you know, oftentimes like we want to be the hero or the, you know, we're the, you know, we're the hero. Let me save you. But, and I've heard like, you know, Russell Brunson has made, that's who I've kind of learned this framework from as well. Um, but he talks about like he, I think the reason why he's been so successful, um, you know, CEO of ClickFunnels, he, uh, he calls himself a hero maker. You know, this idea of um, he, like, and you look at the community that he's built there, he has built a business creating heroes like you know and he's he's made things like the two comma club award winners and uh, this whole story is not just hey look at me look what i've built but no look at look at how many people have kind of come through our journey and our nail heroes themselves so i think that's a really really powerful way to think about story it's not just all about you and the, what your business can provide but how can it really how can it you know really create heroes and you know with your yeah. customers and there's a humility there too, because, you know, um, and this is where I think aspects of, of the Christian faith play in, which is that, you know, there's a humility in wanting to help serve others. And if you have, um, if you have a great product and, and you are, you believe in your product, then you want to serve others by, by, uh, by giving them your, giving them your service and, 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 and giving them, giving them the best possible product that you can. Um, because you believe in it and it's authentic. Um, and so I think there's um, this really cool thought about humility there, about having the humility to recognize that your customer is the hero. Your client is the, they're the star. You exist to serve them. You exist to make them rock stars, to make them successful. Um, and uh, yeah, it's really, it's really cool. I think there is a temptation to think you're the hero or, or think that you know I'm the hero or I'm the center of the, of the universe. And I think successful businesses and successful brands put their customer at the center of the universe. Who's doing this well that, that you work with? I think there are a lot of people doing this well. Um, let me think for a second. I think, I mean, I think Chick-fil-A, we've talked about them already. I think they do a yeah. great job. Whenever you show up at a Chick-fil-A restaurant um, from the operator to the team member, uh, you feel like a hero when you walk in. Uh, I've got my wife and we've got two kids and we go to Chick-fil-A, they're, they're bending over backwards to get us a high chair, make sure we have everything we need or get us our drinks refilled. And I think that's, uh, I think they're doing, doing a good job of that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's the first one that comes to mind. I'm sure. Well, let me, let me, let me ask you a different question. As you work with clients, what is, I don't know, maybe the biggest struggle for businesses like to kind of get behind that idea that their customers really are the heroes and, you know, their story is, is less about them and maybe more about the journey of their customer. What, how do you really, I mean, is that, is that typically like hard for the business owners that you're working with to get behind that idea or what are some of the typical struggles or kind of resistance that you see to that or things that just get in the way of being able to tell that story? Yeah, I think that, that's a good question. I would say that um, it, for people that struggle with that, it might be it might be a cultural thing. It might be a, it might be a leadership thing. 
I think that if, um, if this idea of existing to serve the customer is not modeled at the highest levels of leadership, then it's not going to be modeled by the, um, by the teams, by the employees that are actually, you know, on the ground, actually doing the work. So I think it could be, it could be a cultural problem. It could be a leadership problem. Um, but I think a lot of people have just never been, never been pushed to consider that, um, that they are not the hero. I think a lot of people, especially for entrepreneurs and business owners, you know, we are, we're told we're culture kind of glorifies the, the rugged individual, the rugged, you know, bold, courageous entrepreneur. Right. <laughs> and so I think culture kind of drives this sense that, um, that the, the business owner or the business is the hero. Um, so I think there's a lot of, a lot of things going on to fight against this notion that no, you are not the hero. You are, you are the guide, you're the servant, you're the, you're, you're, you're the helper, um, helping someone else realize their dreams. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's a couple thoughts. I don't know. I think it's a good question, but those yeah. are a few things that come to mind. No, that's actually, I was thinking the same exact thing. I mean, especially as entrepreneurs early on, like we have this great idea. We're going to, we're going to save the world, you know, like we're the hero and it is a big shift to, to realize to really be successful. No, you have to make your clients the hero. Like it's, you know, like you are, I just love, I love the, that the language that Russell uses, like you're the hero maker. And that is, you know, that's success to significance. And, and where I see most businesses really doing well is when they, they're able to make that turn. Um, so really cool that your business in a lot of ways is doing that, right? It's helping, it's helping companies be better stewards of the, of the business that God's given them. Um, well, let's talk about that, man. Cause you recently, uh, in how many years of business, five or six, uh, just over six. Yeah. So you just, you just reached the the seven figure mark. You said you kind of just got over that hump. Walk us through that journey, man. Like of, I don't know. I mean, was that always a goal of yours to get to seven figures? Like what, what has that been like? Yeah, it's been incredible. It's been, it's been incredibly humbling and, uh, Every now and then I have to, I have to pinch myself and, and remind myself that this whole thing began with me uh, doodling in my uh, <laughs> notebook uh, in my old job. And right. um, I mean, it actually goes back way longer than that from, you know, drawing in church, like I mentioned, to going to art school and doing comics and stuff. So it goes way back. But, but it is really cool to see, um, see a vision realized. And we're mm. still actively realizing it. You know, I don't ever want to get to the point where I feel like we've we've arrived or we've made it. I think the second that happens is the second that we start to decay <laughs> or decline. Um, but it's really exciting. And, you know, for us, um, my mindset is from the get go is to um, offer a great product and the customers will come, you know, if you, if you're putting great work into the world, if you're, if you're doing the most excellent work you can and you're treating people well in the process, then Growth is a natural byproduct of that. I mean, you have to you have to think strategically. You have to do marketing. You have to do all these things. But if you can get the the basics of um, of offering a great product and then honoring people through the process, then man, you'll earn clients. They'll come back and they'll tell the, they'll tell their friends. And so that's really been our story. Um, we have done very little outbound sales. We've done very little marketing. Um, very little advertisement. 
um, most almost entirely her growth has come from, you know, earning a couple clients, keeping them happy, having them come back, having them tell their friends, um, and then, and then just stay in the course. Mm. I, I, I will say that we have a little bit of a leg up in that our product is very visual. Our product is sort of like a billboard for itself. Um, unlike a lot of other businesses out there where it's a little bit more, uh, ambiguous or, or, or intangible for us, our product is, yeah, they see it and they're like, oh, I want that, you know, like, where do I go to exactly. get that? So there's a little baked in marketing value just in the nature of the work we do. Sure. But, um, but I do think that for us, our growth, I'd like to say is attributed to um, doing great work and then just trying to treat people as honorably as possible through the process, mm. both our team and then also the client. I think that it's, you know, you got to treat your team well and you also got to treat the client well. I, I think the team even comes first. If you're treating the team well, then they'll treat the client well. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, we're, we're super, super excited, having, having a really fun time. What, what do you think about, because I know we talked about this offline, the, the culture at Chick-fil-A and it's really rooted in, you know, in, I mean, in Christ, right? I mean, that's a, a family and a company founded on, I would say more than just biblical values. Like they really, from what I can tell, it's a culture that really um, celebrates, celebrates God. How, what has that meant to you or how have, how has that come out kind of in, in you developing sketch effect and being a business owner and really leading from the top? How is that, you know, more, you know, I'm, I'm asking how has Chick-fil-A influenced you, but also your, your own faith in Christ and being a business owner. What does that look like for you over the last couple of years? Yeah, great question. So at Chick-fil-A, I learned that um, I learned that biblical principles and good business can uh, coexist. Mm -hmm. And even and I would even take it a step further and say that biblical principles are good business mm -hmm. or uh, or, you know, a lot of good business can and should be rooted in biblical principles, things like respecting people, treating everybody with honor and dignity, um, serving people um being honest uh doing your best work i'm a big believer i know you've talked with my friend jordan rayner uh shout out to his uh his work it's great and uh, a big a big thrust of his of his work of his book is that christians are biblically called to do their best possible work and i think that that uh that ethos is at chick-fil-a i think that ethos is at sketch effect I will say we are we are not a Christian company. I never um, I never set out to build a faith based company. I wanted just to build a great company. You know mm -hmm. that's my goal is just to Gosh, build the good. best company we can. And for for me, you know my my Christian faith hopefully influences every aspect of my life. So the way that we um, the way that we have built our culture, the way that we treat people, the way that we um, uh, hopefully honor people for the process, honor people um, that choose to work for us, honor people that choose to hire us. And so, yeah, we just, you know, for me, uh, if, if I am authentically, if I'm living my, my most authentic self, then it will, it will spill over into my work. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, we love working with all kinds of clients, all different types of people, um, all different types of markets and yeah. um you know i love what you said there man i didn't set out to be a christian company i just set out to create a great company yeah we're gonna we're, we'll put that on the quote card for you and send yeah. it to you man yeah. <laughs> that's excellent i love that um so you 
here's you actually answered one of my first questions because I was going to ask you about this the you know this idea of you know you've I mean very few businesses get to seven figures you've you've reached that so congratulations like you've not just built a great company you built a profitable company and something that's doing well and I was going to ask you the difference between like focusing on sales versus building a great product but you said most of your emphasis has been on building really just a great product for your story is that correct definitely yeah so what about now that you've kind of reached that and you're looking ahead to kind of growing your business and growing your goals what are going to be the biggest uh, areas of focus for you uh, in this next phase great question um i know we talked a little about this before we went live but uh yeah we are trying to figure out what what good effective sales looks like and, and good effective marketing and thought leadership and, and things like that. So that's on our radar. Um, for us, uh, scalability is a big question. You know, we are a creative company and so we are, we're delivering a creative product Yeah. and uh, man, it's hard to scale a creative product. It's yeah. really, it's really tough. Um, it's doable. It's definitely something that can be done, but it just takes a lot of hard work and a lot of intentionality. Uh, we have to hire well, we have to train well, um, we have to, um, yeah, just honor our team well, keep people happy. So over the next few years, we're going to be focusing on that. You know, how do we, how do we continue to get, make the product better, uh, make ourselves better as a team? And then at the same time, let's boost that with some, some good sales and some good marketing and advertisement. Yeah, that is an interesting challenge, right? As you, I mean, so much of your business is like, you have to be a good storyteller. You have to, uh, you know, like that's hard to just like, well, we just, you know, we can kind of bring on anybody to do that. No, because you have to, you know, part of, even part of your business is active listening and being able to retell that story. So I imagine like, so who are you looking for? Like when you're looking to hire somebody for you, what are the essentials or the values of a good storyteller? That's great. And uh, yeah, it depends on, it depends on the role. So for our, for our live artists, you know, we are looking for people that are naturally curious and naturally interested in content and information. So uh, one question I like to ask on, on interviews is what, what podcast do you listen to? Hmm. Um, and if the answer is I listen to no podcast, then the, the odds are they might not they might not be the best fit because we want people that love ideas and love yeah. listening to ideas. Um, so that's one. And then, you know, the, for the live artists, it's also just the visual skills, being able to depict ideas visually through pictures, um, through iconography, through typography. Um, so that's definitely on, on the visual side on the, on the, for in general though, when we, when we hire, I don't know if this is the, the meat of your question, but, when we hire, we do um, we do filter candidates through our six core values. So we have six values that are very important to us. If you ever visit our office in Atlanta, which you're invited to come anytime, yeah, um, uh, we have a big mural on our wall with with our, our mission and our values. And um, when we interview candidates, we 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 consider those six values, and those really are they are our filter for. Um, for hiring decisions and so just real quickly it's it's excellence integrity whimsy positivity adaptability courage and so we um, say we those again slowly yeah excellence which for us that means we go above and beyond um, we, we go above and beyond hustling and innovating um, 
uh, integrity is we do the right thing always. Mm. Whimsy is we have fun. So we try to embed fun and whimsy into everything we do, both in the product itself, in the drawings, in the, in the, in the, in the script, but also just in the way we do our work. Um, adaptability, which means we happily adjust with confidence. You know, in our business, there are always curveballs. There are always uh, twists and turns. And so we want to be able to happily and boldly uh, adjust to changes. And then um, courage is we do scary things. I'm a firm believer that mm. no growing, there's no growth inside of a comfort zone. So I think we, we try as a company to step outside of our comfort zone both like on a macro level by trying big kind of scary things, but also on a micro level, like having tough conversations with a team member or um, trying a new technique or, or, you know, doing more public speaking, just things like that. Mm. And, and then the last one was positivity, uh, which is we brighten everyone's day. Um, we are a positive brand. We hire positive people and, um, so yeah, we set those core values up for any of your listeners. I think if you haven't gone through like an exercise of really listing out what your core values are, highly recommend it. It serves as sort of a, um, a compass, I guess, if you will, uh, to hiring decisions, firing decisions, if you, if you need to do those, um, who you work with, how you do your work. I think it's a lot comes down to values. Yeah, those are excellent. Those are just good personal values too, right? I love. <laughs> Thanks. I love, <laughs> yeah, I love it. it make, I get excited about them. So, um, I guess I, I want to, uh, you know, in the second half of our combo here, just talk like really actionable, practical. I mean, one way is I can, any like, let's talk about this first, and then we can kind of dive into um, some real action steps for business owners to really serve them and help them. Um, who? First of all, who's your ideal client in case people are kind of looking for something like this, you know, to, to be able to get in touch with you? Who do, who do you really serve? Who's your target, uh, your target audience? We work with anybody who has big ideas to communicate. Um, specifically, our sweet spot is more of a corporate, uh, a corporate client. Um, so if you go on our website, you can see a lot of folks we work with. But, you know, it's, uh, it's brands like Delta and uh, UPS and Accenture and, and um PwC, Procter and Gamble, so kind of big companies like that. Um, we have worked with some colleges and universities like Emory University and uh, Vanderbilt and a few others. Um, but, but yeah, it's really anybody who has a big idea that's worth communicating effectively. Um, our sweet spot really is that kind of more internal corporate communication. So um, I'll give you an example like Acme Inc. or whatever incorporated has a new um, – a new internal system or a new internal process and, and they would in theory hire us to come in and make a video to explain how it works or, mm. or train their employees on the new system or uh, companies having a big supply chain department offsite and they would hire us to come and sketch the content that comes out of that meeting. Interesting. Um, so yeah, that's kind yeah, of, Yeah, so it's not like, even just sales. Like it's also like helping and tell the story of operations, helping people understand just kind of the, what's going on inside of the company and how, how everyone fits inside. Yeah. It's kind of like inside sales. It's sort huh. of like getting, it's sort of a, a selling an idea to an internal audience. You know, yeah. why should they, why should they do this thing? Why should mm -hmm. they sign up for this, uh, this new thing or, mm -hmm. or whatever? So yeah, it's a, it is a combination of, um, our work is a combination of more public facing 
outbound kind of more marketing type material, but uh, a lot of it, in fact, the majority of it is this more internal communication, um, internal sales type of thing. So this, I want to ask you this question because how you answer this maybe decides how, you know, we're kind of, we kind of wrap this conversation up, but do you find yourself or your role being more of, I'm just a good active listener or I'm a good storyteller? Like, because that's, I kind of want to figure out how do we help our audience become either better active listeners or that, you know, be better storytellers, which of those maybe is yeah, what, what is your strength or what is your gift and maybe what is more important in this business? Great question. I think that in order to tell good stories, especially on behalf of someone else, you have to be a good listener. I think that that's the most critical first step of the process of, of telling a story. Because if you're telling a story on behalf of someone else, which we do, um, you have to first listen to their story. You have to first listen to what they're hopes and dreams and goals and ambitions and, and, and all that. You have to listen to that first before you even um, begin crafting the story. So yeah, yeah I love, I love, I think listening is such a valuable skill. I think it's an underrated skill. I think it's an underappreciated skill. Um, it's super important for us at the Sketchback to be good listeners, both, um, both when we work on videos and we have to listen to a client's story and synthesize it and then come up with a, a really compelling script that can then turn into a video. But it's also really important for us on the live event side of things because our artists are literally in the room, literally listening and literally synthesizing in real time. And um, if we're not starting with good listening, then we will, you know, we won't do effective work. We won't, we won't effectively tell a story or effectively communicate that idea. So, okay. So you, uh, I love, I love you how you said it's a skill. How are you, are you, I mean, personally, but also inside your company, how are you training or how are you helping people become better listeners? Cause I do think this is incredibly applicable. Like if you can't learn to listen to the needs and wants of your customers, those who you're trying to make heroes, right? You're not going to be a good storyteller. I think that's really well said. What, I mean, help us by kind of, what do you do to, to train your, your employees or to become a better active listener yourself? Great question. We have developed a internal training curriculum. So whenever yes, we, I love it. Perfect. Yeah. Whenever we hire new artists, we run them through this, this internal training. And so it, it kind of walks through the basics of, of active listening. Um, and it's, it's really one of those things that um, it's a skill that you can get better at. Um, not everybody, I, I think nobody comes to the table naturally a good listener it's something you have to try to do it's something you have to it's a switch you have to turn on a lot of people a lot of people you know when they meet me and they learn about what, what we do they're like oh your your wife must must love you because you probably listen to her all the time and i said <laughs> i try to you know but the truth is that it's, right. sometimes I, I the switch is turned off and i right. i'm not i'm not listening and hmm. i'd like to say that i listen all the time but um uh you know it's it's definitely something that you have to and you have to intentionally want to do, you have to choose to focus, you have to choose to eliminate the distractions around you. Um, and so, yeah, we really drill into that. And then actually, this is kind of cool. Last year, based on client requests, who had a similar question as you did, like, how do you train this? We actually put together a workshop on active listening. And so we did a few of those last year and uh, it was really fun. So um, yeah, so this year we're, we're kind of going full speed ahead with, um, a, a new kind of 
side side service for the sketch effect which is is workshops so where we actually go to our clients and we actually lead the workshop teaching them about active listening um and things like that so i mean i, I know you're doing a whole workshop and we you know we have a short podcast but is there something you can give our you know us to sit to, to essentially become better listeners inside of our business some you know if there's some steps or some tips just that that you might teach that workshop I, you know i hate to condense all of that into a couple of minutes right but uh, yeah, I mean, what, what, what are you typically seeing or, or things that are light bulbs for people like, Oh, that would really be of help if I, you know, if I started implementing that. Yeah. I think one big one that we talk about is just to identify what, ex- what distractions exist and then choose to ignore them or compartmentalize them for the moment. And there's two types of distractions. There's internal distractions. These are things that are inside you. Um, or, or that are part of you. It could be like, I didn't get much sleep last night, or I'm really hungry, or it's cold in the room, or um, my back hurts, whatever. There's all sorts of internal distractions that are happening all the time that are going, that are waging war with your ability to listen. Mm. Um, and then there's also external distractions. These are things around the room. Uh, it could be that there's a, um, a, a, a reverb in the room and the audio is really bad or it could be that there's a, a door that's constantly opening and closing and opening and closing or the the ac unit is is really loud and, and clicking and um, these are these are external distractions they're everywhere they're never going away and so i think really good listeners they acknowledge the distractions and they sort of they choose to listen in spite of those things and um Again, with with listening, it's all it's very it's it's really mental. It's a lot of it's a lot of just intentionality and choice, um, making sure that you are um, present in the moment, actually listening, and not just uh, not just physically present, but but yeah. mentally present too. Yeah, that's so that's right. one that's one kind of part of it. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, I mean, as you said, back, I'm like, yeah, my back kind of hurts. I need to focus in again. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> man, really, really good. Um, well, brother, tell us, I mean, as, as, as we kind of wrap this up, um, I don't know, just as what, what do you, how do you hope that God really uses sketch effect moving forward? How do how do you see your business and, and what you're doing? I know it's not a Christian company, but I mean, you're really serving the marketplace in a unique way. What is your hope and vision for, for where you're going and how that plays a part in God's plan of, of really redeeming all of culture, right? Like how do you, how do you see your business playing, playing a piece in that? Yeah, I think that I would love uh, to bless as many people as possible through the work we do. Um, and that takes a couple different, that sort of, that uh, there's a couple different ways that that plays out. One is with our clients. You know, when we work with our clients, when we do our job well, they love it. You know, we can see their faces light up, they get excited, they share about it. Um, it really, uh, it really honors them, and I love that. So I want to, I want to bless as many clients as possible. Obviously, there's an upside to it, which is that if we are growing a great big company and we're we're have a lot of clients and making all of our clients happy, then then we um, then we, you know, uh, then we're growing too, which is which is great. And so then the flip side of that is that if we um, are growing a, a big company, then we have a chance to bless more um, employees and more team members. And, and I, I'm really fired up about the idea of creating an uplifting environment where people become their best while giving their best. Um, that's sort of like a internal kind of purpose statement that I have, which is that 
I would love for, for sketch effect to be such an enriching culture to be a part of that, um, that people's lives are improved, that they are actively becoming their best version of themselves. They're actively getting better at their, at their craft, whether it's drawing or animation or, or spreadsheets or operations or sales, but they're actively getting better at it. Um, and then when they, you know, when they move on, whether it's, um, a 20 year career or, or a two year career or, or two month career, uh, whatever that is that they can look back and say, I'm a better person, uh, now than when I started. Um, to me, that gets me excited because, you know, as an employer, I mean, we've been talking about business and all this stuff, but on the management side, I know that not everyone's going to work for me forever. I, I know that. I know a lot of people, this might not be their dream job, but while they're here, um, I want them to be uh, poured into and developed and, and grow and, and feel honored. And so, yeah, that's kind of the vision, you know, for, for us. And, and the way we do that is, is grow. And the way we do that is, um, is just is to hopefully play our cards right and, and be, be the best business we can possibly be. What has it been, because you kind of came out of the, you know, the corporate world, you weren't necessarily in the business management side of things until starting this, what have been some helpful books or maybe other resources, you know, to that have helped you kind of grow and develop as a business owner? I love books. I love, I love reading books. I have a, a ton of books all around me. I'm looking at my bookshelf right now. A big one is I love, I love the notion of emotional intelligence. So emotional intelligence 2.0 is great. Mm. Um, in terms of uh, productivity, I love Getting Things Done by David Allen. Um, in terms of working towards big goals, I love The Four Disciplines of Execution by, I think it's Chris McChesney. I've read that book. It's a great one. Those are some big ones. Uh, for actual like leadership and stuff, I love, there's a podcast I love. It's uh, the Craig Groeschel Leadership Podcast. Hmm. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but it's fantastic. Um, Craig Rochelle is a, a pastor out of Oklahoma, I think, and has grown a really, really, really big multi-site church. I think they have like 30-something locations and a uh, really inspiring leader. And he, his podcast is, it is not a, it's not a Christian podcast. It's for, it's for leaders. It's for leaders in the marketplace. And um, it's just, it's fantastic. It's, it's great. Um, practical leadership advice. So those are a couple of resources that I, I really love. That's cool. I'm going to go check that out today, man. Yeah. William, love it. it's good. I, it was such a great episode, man. I mean, I just, I love the role that you're playing in the, the, the way that God has blessed you as a creator, as a storyteller. And uh, you're really, you're really leveraging that to, to bring value to the marketplace, man. So anything else that you would add to, I don't know, to our listeners or to this conversation before we wrap up? I don't think so. I mean, the one thing that we talked about at the beginning is, is just this notion of finding your sweet spot. Mm. I think that there's so much magic that happens, not magic. It's, <laughs> it's providential. I think there's so much, uh, just, there's just so much that can be unleashed when you find the intersection of what you're naturally God, what your God given talents are, what you're naturally good at. Um, and then also what you're passionate about. And then for, you know, for, uh, for, for Christians, for people of faith, it's also kind of what breaks your heart. What, mm. what really gets you um, fired up either like for good or for bad? Like what is the thing that gets you, 
that gets you motivated. And then third, what is the market need? Um, you know, if you're going to play in the market space, if you're going to have a business or a brand or um, a product, like it has to be something that people want to buy and that people want to spend their money on. Right. So what is that intersection of what you're good at, what you care about and passionate about, and then also what people um, want to want to buy. So I love that. Uh, I, lo- I love that. I love thinking about that and, and, and challenge your listeners to, to consider what does that intersection look like for them? Cause it's different for everybody. Yeah. And even like, I mean, that's good for early entrepreneurs, but I also think like honing that in the longer you're in business, right. And reassessing yeah. that. Yeah. And constantly considering your role. I mean, I, I've had to do that just in the course of this, of this, of this entrepreneurial journey. Cause as we've grown, you know, my role has shifted and mm. sometimes I find myself doing things I'm, I'm not really not good at and I'm not, uh, you know, not passionate about. And, and for me to be a great leader, I need to delegate that to someone who is good at or is passionate about it. Um, and then like with the market fit, like if all of a sudden people aren't buying our, our product, we have to consider why, you know, we have to consider what is, what are the market dynamics that, um, we need to to come to grips with and how should we pivot? Um, so yeah, I think it's, that's part of the excitement is, is that sweet spot is always moving a little bit. And it's, I think it's valuable to, uh, constantly reassess where you are in that, um, in that spectrum. Awesome, man. This has been so much fun. I, I'll definitely, I'm in Atlanta. I'm coming, I'm coming to see you, man. I would love to spend some come more on, time. Come on. And- yeah. Uh, <laughs> we got a well, studio. We got our offices right here in, in, in Midtown. Yeah. Uh, right by the park. It's a good time, good place. Well, where can our audience kind of learn more about you? If, you know, especially if they want to work with you or they're looking for something like this, or just I don't know any other resources that you have on the web that we can access. Yeah, so uh, our website is probably the best place to go. It's thesketcheffect.com. So the t h e sketch s k e t c h, and then effect with an e thesketcheffect.com. And then if uh, your listeners are on social media, we're pretty active on Instagram. It's at the sketch effect. Also, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook. Um, and uh, yeah, that's, those are good places to start. But man, this has been a lot of fun. And uh, love again, I love, I love this topic. And I think it's uh, hopefully it was a valuable discussion for your listeners. Yeah. And I was just going to say, like, I think one of the cool things is just go into your website and watching your videos and just kind of learning and, and dissecting a little bit of how you're telling stories and even with your own business. I think that could be really beneficial uh, to go. And did you actually put stuff on your Instagram too of like clips and whatnot? Yeah. Our Instagram, it's got uh, video clips. It's got uh, actual examples of the sketching we do for our corporate, you know, yeah. clients and, uh, and then some fun stuff, like some silly stuff. Recently we did a big team shout out series where we uh, did a little kind of a shout out for each team member, which was, which was a lot of fun. That's cool. Yeah. I love this conversation, man, where we can, you know, brothers in Christ talking about business and talking about ways to help each other really flourish and grow and bring value to the marketplace. So uh, really grateful for you, man, and thankful for the work you're doing. And I would love to have you back on at a later time when, you know, the, the business grows to the next phase and we can talk about that and just kind of what helps you get there. So I look forward to, to hearing more of your story. Absolutely. All right, brother. Thanks so much, man. Everybody, thank you you again for joining us. Uh, Again, if you want to check out that Devo, go to keenumcapitalist.co forward slash bonuses and uh, go check out Sketch Effect. Uh, Continue to use and, and leverage the power of story. Thanks so much for joining us. See you next week. 
Hey, I hope you enjoyed this show today. If you want to learn more about our community, you're going to want to visit us at kingdomcapitalist.co. There you can find info on our private mastermind and even subscribe to our newsletter to get updates on new shows. And last but not least, land opportunities to get private trainings and coaching calls with the guests of this show. If you're enjoying this show, please take a minute to leave us a five-star review and also share this with a friend. We'll see you next time.